In the wake of the global financial crisis, many investors lost their capital across many markets uh, in different countries. And in Nigeria, a lot of investors had their fingers burnt in the equities market, and many of them have shown the market since that time. Today, we talk about the benefits of diversification and how it could be used to lower risks of investments. I have with me Imobong Peter Asema. She's a seasoned financial advisor um, in, in, with Meristem Wealth Management Limited, and she's actually helped a lot of investors to structure portfolios and uh, give investment advice generally. I'm still your host, Ahmed Jinad, and you're welcome to this week's episode of Mary Pot. Welcome, Ima. Thank you, Ahmed, for having me. Yeah, it's, it's our pleasure too. <laughs> so, um, let's quickly dive into it. When we say um, investment diversification, please, what does it mean and what are the risks uh, that arises when one doesn't have it in their uh, investments? Um, so, diversification basically is a, I would say, a technique that um, um, investment specialists or investment advisors use to um, reduce risk of investing by allocating um, your funds to different asset classes or to different types of investments um, so that you can reduce any one exposure of, of your funds to a single risk, um, basically. So that is basically a technique to allocate your assets to different types of investments so as to reduce risk. Oh, thank you. I mean, I think that that, that makes a lot of sense. So when, when I don't have it, I mean, there's a second um, leg to that question. That So if you are not doing that as an investor, what are some of the risks that uh, one, one is faced with? Um, so um, basically, um, since the main aim of the discussion is to reduce risk, and these risks are, are quite a lot, a number of them, um, one of the most common um, or the most or depending um, on the assets depending on the asset class so um, in the stock market usually it's pricing um, changes in prices and all that especially if your assets are um, lumped up in one sector of the economy so if something affects let's say FMCG if all your assets are tied in FMCG and there's a policy that comes in place that affects FMCGs and prices crash if all your assets imagine if all your assets were just in those kinds of stocks, stocks in that sector of the economy, then you'll be hit directly. However, if your assets were in FMCG, banking, um, and some other um, sectors of the economy, it means that even if you hit, the, you won't take the hit as much as if your assets were diversified across sectors um, of the stock market. And then similarly, if, for example, it's a general hit across the entire stock market, if you had assets in stocks and then you had other assets in fixed income, instruments or money market instruments and things like that it means that even when the stock market takes a hit you might take a hit but it will not be as much as when your entire earnings were in um, the stock market so those are the kind of risks um, that you are trying to avoid when you diversify i mean volatility risk policy risks because anything can happen to one sector of the economy or one kind of investment um, for example when um, the market was the fixed income market was um at an all-time low recently if you had assets in stocks it's possible for you to have made some money some i mean stock market is a place you can always make money irrespective of where the stock market is so if you had your assets there it means you would have cashed out on dividends and made up for whatever losses that you i mean we're seeing in fixed income markets so but if you had everything in fixed income so it means you were just enjoying in quotes the one percent interest rate that, that was at the yeah, time at the time you know so that's and I think um, something that I'm also picking from 
your responses so you can diversify uh, within sectors in say yeah. equities and you can, you can take it a notch higher yes. and then have asset diversification and, and, yes. and I think that is very very important. So you can diversify within an asset class and then outside an asset class. Mm. By that in simple terms it means you can diversify within the stock market and then you can diversify outside the stock market. Um, so I'm using the stock market as an as example. An yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean that, that's quite um, insightful. So the next thing is, and this one is quite tricky. Um, when should I start thinking about diversification? Uh, well, ideally, um, the moment you start investing, you should start considering diversification. Or is it the moment I start having money? <laughs> the moment you start having money, yes. <laughs> so, you know, um, but the truth of the matter is, I mean, in reality, it's not, that doesn't really play out. So yeah. you may not have that information, you might not know, you might not have enough money to diversify. Um, but once you realize, once you know, then you should start diversifying. So the moment, let's say you had your entire money in fixed income, the moment you know that I can't, I, I mean, I can't have everything I own in fixed income. People are making money in the stock market, so I should do that. So the moment you realize you you should start diversifying. However, you must educate yourself on whatever assets you are diversifying into, so that you don't take wrong steps in the, in a bid to diversify. So the moment you know. Oh, okay, so uh, so for you, what does a typical diversified portfolio? What what does it look like? What are the things that I need? Um, what um, should you so, watch out for? Okay, so um, everything boils down to the amount of funds you have. So when we talk about diversification, we're not just referring to people who have billions of naira. We are saying that no matter how small you start in you your investment portfolio sizes, you can actually diversify. So. Um, a typical diversified portfolio to me, depending on your risk profile, depending by risk profile, depending on how much risk money you are willing to lose in plain terms, or yeah. how much money you are you willing can to, to you can lose. afford to lose. Yeah. Okay, you know, so because you can be willing to but not be able to afford to. Yeah. Um, so once you consider those factors, then your portfolio, typical diversified portfolio, should have some stocks, some bonds, some fixing, some um mutual funds, some real estate. So um, by real estate, I don't mean buying a house or buying actual landed property i mean you can buy a house and have landed property if you if you size the portfolio i mean calls for that however you can also have real estate backed investments so investments that um that um, the underlying asset is or the, what is backing it really is real estate so you can have a little real estate a little of investment in the stock market a little investment in fixed income assets and that's what a well diversified portfolio i'm sure i was like. i was hoping that Oh, at what point is he going to say cryptos? Oh, to be honest, I mean that's part of it. In this day and age, you just because the, the, uh, the world is saying oh, it's scary, it doesn't mean you shouldn't try it. Exactly. Especially and if I you have the ability and the willingness. Exactly, because I was going to pick on what you said earlier about what you can afford to do. Yes, so exactly. you can also like benefit from the volatility that exactly. it introduces into your portfolio. Exactly. I mean, yes. I think that's that's quite uh, that's quite good. So. I know you've had a lot of experience doing this with, with clients and um, in your years of doing this, what are the common mistakes that you've observed that you think investors um, they make in their quest to, to diversify their investments? <laughs> to be honest, the most, the most um, common one is over diversification. Um, the, that's the irony. So you have situations where... Sorry, before you go on, can, they, can there be under diversification? Yes, okay. there can be under diversification. Um, I mean, so if you can afford, like I said, if you can afford to diversify and you are not diversifying enough, 
um, that's or you're too scared because sometimes investors are too scared to even diversify their portfolios. That's a different um, story, you know. But over diversification is a situation where in a bit to diversify, you have stocks across every single company in every sector listed on the exchange. You have your portfolios in every single investment firm that exists in Nigeria. You have um, assets in all the mutual funds in Nigeria. You have assets in all the bonds that have been, I mean, floated. You have assets everywhere. Now, the risk of this is, it means that, first of all, you have assets scattered around that you cannot put together and even get the income you're supposed to be getting from those assets. Um, if you are going to draw up an estate plan, there will be issues drawing up that estate plan. It's even worse if, for example, the person passes without um, drawing up an estate. That's a different conversation, but those are part of the risks that exist. And then the cost associated with doing these things, a lot of investors don't even consider it. When you sell and you buy, there's commission charges on those things. So it means that every time you buy, in quotes, random assets, you are, you're going to pay for those assets. There's tax on those assets. There's... Um, brokerage commissions and um, transaction charges that we don't take into effect that has an effect on your um, portfolio as well. So those are things that investors don't take into consideration. So over diversification one, the cost associated diversification. So you need to, something you need to sit and think, okay, this is the sector I want to go into and you do it once or as few times as possible and then you get that sorted and if you have all the stocks some stocks are not necessary to have oh, I mean, maybe or maybe you already have, you already have that kind of profile yeah, something with exactly something with that kind of profile so you cannot have every single company in a particular sector yeah. you just pick the ones that best suit your personality or best suit your i mean whatever investigations you've done and then you go for it rather than buying every single thing so um those are the two major um things that investors don't don't take into Mm, so I mean, lastly, how do we now avoid this these pitfalls? I mean, I think it's clear to say, okay, don't over diversify. Mm. But I'm speaking from the point of view of an investor. That might be, I think it might be an oversimplification of the problem. Mm. You know, because I think, like you said, it seems as if a lot of people are just not educated enough yes. to know uh, what a diversified portfolio should be or the extent of. Um, diversification and like you also said that there's also a risk of under diversifying so how do we avoid all this problem now um so you just mentioned it in your question the first the first solution is education and by education there are various there are materials online i mean you could read up the first so that your first solution is education after you educate yourself well enough then you have a conversation with an investment advisor someone that's been doing this for a while to help you review your portfolio and the reason why I say education is first, if you're speaking with an advisor, it's good, it's always um, important for you to have some knowledge base to be able to understand what I mean, the advisor is telling you, even no matter how the advisor breaks it down, is is interesting or is more beneficial to you as an investor if you understand what the advisor is telling you. And then when you have an advisor, um, the person can review your portfolio with you. So getting professionals doesn't mean you have to have a lot of money and that's a mistake a lot of investors make you think that you have to have billions to get a professional to attend to you that's not the case as much as you start investing in as much as mutual funds even if your capital is um, is very um small you can get a professional to have that conversation with you 
this is what my assets look like this is what my portfolio looks like what do you think and then a professional who has been doing this for a while can tell you you know what you need to buy more of this asset you need to sell this asset you need to start doing this um so those are the two things you need to educate yourself um speak with a a professional to help you rebalance or realign your portfolio if you are already making mistakes and then if you are not already making those mistakes and you're perfect you have nothing to lose either way so so I'm going to hold you to your word because you said I don't need a lot of money. So I'm going to bring my very small portfolio yes. for you for you to look at. <laughs> yes, all right, sure. thank you, Mark, for coming on the show thank this week. That's our show, guys. Um, if you have any comment for us, please send to research at maristemng.com or you can leave it across any of the platforms that you're streaming from. So until next time, when we come on Merrypod, um, bye, guys. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Meristem. Meristem is not providing any financial, economic or legal, accounting or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. This information does not constitute investment advice and should not be used as the basis of any investment decision, nor should it be treated as a recommendation for any investment. All price references and market forecasts mentioned in this podcast correspond to the date of this recording, and reference to specific securities may not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and have been mentioned for the purposes of illustration only. Investors should also note that the views expressed may no longer be current and may have already been acted upon. If you need more information about the suitability of investments, you are advised to speak to an authorized financial advisor. No statements made in this podcast are legally binding on Meristem or the recipients of this podcast. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published or reproduced in whole or in part.